Welcome back, Broncos country. This is our first episode of the 2020 NFL football season, and it is super exciting to be back. Um, this week, we're looking at the offensive playmakers, the new additions, the returning veterans, uh, just anything that has to do with the Broncos offense for the upcoming 2020 season. Now, unfortunately, there's no preseason, as we all know, due to the, the COVID uh, measures right now. Um, however, you know, us at Orange Weekly, we're just so excited to get back into the season that we wanted to provide some shows for the upcoming weeks. So this one here is Kev. Jared, David, and Ayla discussing everything about the firepower with the Broncos in this upcoming year. Drew Locke to the new receivers, to the new linemen, you name it. So get ready, tune in, and enjoy. Hello again, Broncos country. Really excited to chop up some Broncos with y'all this week. Bourbon, Broncos, and no BS. Hello again, Broncos country, and welcome to the official Orange Weekly kickoff of the NFL 2020 season. We are glad to be here, and we will be here every Tuesday night from here on out through the rest of the season, uh, and we are excited to do so. So lots of stuff to break down. If you're new and you're watching us for the first time, welcome. Go ahead, hit that share button a little bit about us. Uh, post those comments, post those questions. We're here to talk to you. We're not here to just talk to ourselves. We talk to ourselves all the time on our group chat. And frankly, uh, Jared gets really annoying after a while, but you know, that's, that's why we do this really at the end of the day. So uh, welcome everyone. Glad you're here. And uh, as always, I have a really great lineup of people uh, that we'll bring in here today. So uh, Jared, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. How have you been, Kev? You know, off season was a little too long. But yeah, well, apparently I apparently I annoyed you a little bit too much <laughs> to. Uh... <laughs> I think I'm going to pick on somebody every week because you guys pick on me all the time. So if I'm doing the intro, right? I'm not allowed to talk while you're saying that part, so I have no rebuttal. <laughs> Ayla, how you doing? Hey guys, I'm good. I'm hanging in there. It does that took a long time, but we're here, and I'm ready for football i mean i don't think opening game can get here fast enough right well ayla said it that's for darn sure no preseason games but we got a lot to talk about david how you doing <laughs> oh man it's another beautiful day in broncos country isn't it kev oh i mean every day especially now mm. i'm back here in colorado mm. talk about what's beautiful. the weather like that out there in colorado right now it's like it's pretty hot isn't it yeah, yeah it's hot yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Mm, spicy it's not great you know, there's fire. Yeah, no. It's, oh, uh, yeah, I heard. Yeah, I mean, California's got their share, too, but it's, uh, you know, it's that time of year. It sure yeah. is. Mm -hmm. Hey, we got John up in here. How you doing, man? Uh, we are also proud, blue and orange, and this is going to be a pretty excited season, exciting season. A uh, lot of stuff uh, to look forward to. And uh, while we wait for all of you to start posting some comments and questions, we are going to talk about the O-line. Tonight's going to be really focused on the offense. But, of course, you know we're here for you guys and talk about what you want. But let's go ahead and start with the wide receivers. I think they got a lot of promise. You know, obviously, we drafted some huge names between – I mean, just Jerry Judy alone is such a huge steal. But 
Uh, David, we'll just kind of start with you. What are big thoughts on uh, wide receiver? And, you know, there's the number three position open. And, uh, I mean, looking at the depth, do we even have – I mean, what what's your thoughts, man? Well, so like you were saying, I mean, Jerry Judy at number 15 in this year's draft could be one of the biggest steals out there. Um, the early reports from practice are that his route running is absolutely as advertised. Elite level route running from a guy just out of college is not something you're really used to seeing at the wide receiver position. These guys really do a run a really limited route tree at most schools nowadays. But Judy is a product of Alabama. You know, that's as pro style uh, as you're going to get anywhere in college football. Um so we could expect him to really come in and know those routes forward and backwards. And like I said, the pro- the the, pros- the, uh, the reports from training camp have really borne that out. The coaches and the defensive players have really been talking him up. Um, as far as the number three position right now, it's kind of a wide open battle. KJ Hamler has been, you know, rotating in at the, with the second team, sometimes with the first team. Uh, he's a guy who probably needs a little bit more polish as far as his route running goes. Uh, Tim Patrick is a name that I keep hearing just as far as, you know, a backup to Sutton. Yes, Jared, it makes Jared very, very happy. Um, And as a capable backup to Sutton, if nothing else, you're going to see a lot of snaps for Patrick early on as these rookies try to acclimate themselves. Uh, So that's really what I think we're looking at now. Deshaun Hamilton is still in the mix. Um, He came on last year at the end with, you know, a little more competent quarterback play and had a decent end to the season. But I would say between it's really between Hamler and Patrick right now to kind of take up those wide receiver three snaps. Um, You know, Noah Fant's probably going to be the third biggest pass catcher on this team for a little while, at least. Yeah. Also, we got Keith in here. How are you doing, Keith? Uh, John. Oh. It's yes, be... Boye yeah. said after after one of the uh, practices, he said that uh, his route running is exactly like Mari Cooper, which is which is crazy because yeah, uh, Mari Cooper is obviously very good. Yeah, right, cool. to have that right off. Very the good wide receiver. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, technic- and that's one of one of the biggest reasons wide receivers have such a trouble acclimating to the league is there is the route running that's required. You can't just get away with being a straight line guy in in the NFL. Guys are too fast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you guys have seen any of Judy's videos from over the summer, I mean, the guy, his footwork is crazy, and it seems like he's always on it. I mean, he's really, his work ethic, his practice, he's, he, it's like he didn't, he didn't take a summer, he didn't take any time off, he's just been hammering, hammering to it, so that's what I like to see. Absolutely. That, yeah, I, that's the big I, that's I, the big story, I think. Well, yeah. that's it. I, I think ahead, we obviously have a lot of depth here at wide receiver, but we, we got to think about it. So if we're running three wide receivers set right in, in this new offense, we got to think about how many receivers we're going to be holding on to as we start heading into the regular season. Seeing as there's no preseason games and we have to cut down right away, mm-hmm. uh, we, we got to look at what, what's been happening in practice. Obviously, our top two picks, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, they're going to stick around. Cortland Sutton's obviously the number one. Who gets that second spot, depending on what they're looking for, Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick, and KJ Hamler. I do think Deshaun Hamilton is in that running for that third spot because he did play very well towards the end of the year last year as well as Tim Patrick. Uh, Once they started getting a little bit of gel with Drew Locke, it it, it ended up working a lot better. Um, So who gets that third spot, I'm not sure. But you got to think of what other depth we're going to keep at wide receiver because we have guys like, uh, obviously, Deontay Spencer, who's probably going to be our return guy again uh, if they don't put KJ Hamler back there. Um, other names, we have Tyree Cleveland, Fred Brown, who's somebody that we've brought back a couple times as a, as a Bronco, and then uh, Jawan Winfrey, who right now, uh, we don't know what his status is as far as his injury was going, but I think he's going to be good to go uh, so, for the season. So I think they said he was healing. Anyway. sounded like he was healing up and was shown face. Right. Yeah. Good. But Jared, well, that's, Jared I mean, that's up, good. Jared brings up an interesting point. We've got, you know, there's probably going to be at least six receivers that make the team. Um, so you've got Sutton, Hamler, Judy, uh, Hamilton, Patrick, or five, are you fine? Um, after that, it's, you know, one of those young guys like you were talking about. You've got Cleveland, you've got Brown, you've got Winfrey, Spencer. You know, you're going to have to decide which of those guys offers you the most in the return game. Or if uh, John, like John asks, do you put KJ Hamler back there? Uh, they probably, it seems like to me with this st- coaching staff, they probably want a guy with a little more experience doing that. But he did it a lot in college. Um, you know, if he can show that, and again, this is where no preseason games comes in. 
right. you can't, you can't totally missing out. right yeah you can't see how these guys do with live action but you know if he can do it and prove that he can do it without dropping kicks and punts Hamler might be a really good option back there so it's you know it's going to come down to who can offer the most on special teams as well I think um move on a little bit uh, Keith asks uh yeah we had that sub just a second ago uh, what do you think uh, Jake Butt's chance to make the team is? And we know his story. Great guy, just riddled with injuries the last couple of years. Um, right. I mean, Jay Booty. <laughs> yeah. Right. right? Uh, so, so, so this is a tough question. This is a tough question, and honestly, it's it's hard because this this tight end class as we move from wide receivers to tight end. This tight end room is so good and so deep, and it's going to be such a difficult decision for the team to make. And the reason I'm going to say no, he take the team, even though he's been playing very well. The reason I'm saying he doesn't make the team is because of his injury past. Right, we've kept him on for this long. He's so injury prone; he gets injured every single year. Is it worth cutting guys like that we just picked up, like Nick Vanette or a big guy like? Uh, you know, Fumagalli to cut for Jake Butt to stick around. Is it is it worth it or is it worth having someone like Fumagalli who can stay healthy throughout the year uh, to be that backup? Because, again, we're running three receiver sets, which means one tight end out at all time, and I don't think we're going to move from that other than maybe in, like, a power package. And we have Noah Fant, Nick Vanette, who we picked up in the offseason, and uh, Okawebanam. That's how, uh, that's how you pronounce Excellent it. Excellent pronunciation. Wow. Yes. Very nice. really good. I did not practice that before the show. I, should. Jared, <laughs> I, I will bet you anything Jared has a phonetic spelling in front of him as we speak. But still, really, really I good. Do. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I did my research. Yeah, but you read it, and that's important. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, oh, man. Can I get more of those? I feel like those are like gold stars. Yeah. <laughs> If you earn more than one per episode, maybe we'll cross that bridge when we get there. How about that? <laughs> but, but Jared actually makes a really good point. It's just going to be a numbers crunch with this room. You know, they're not, they're really going to, I think they're going to stick with Vanette. They just signed him as a free agent this offseason. Obviously, Noah Fant's not going anywhere. Albert O. Okawebanam is, um, you know, not going to probably see a lot of play this year just because he's a rookie tight end uh, adjusting to the system. But as a red zone target, he could see quite a few snaps this year. Um, so it really, after that becomes a numbers crunch, you've already got three tight ends at that point, you keep a fourth, but do you go five tight ends on a 53 man roster? Uh, you know, uh, you've all exactly. Um, so one thing to keep in mind is the practice squad this year is up from 10 to 16. That's true. And I think I, I heard, I think it was two of those players can have unlimited experience. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could have someone like Jake Butt there who's had, you know, technically years of experience in terms of how long he's been on the roster. Uh, but that is an option. We we do have extra spaces back there. So right. maybe not even four on the full roster, but you put that fourth one on practice squad. I mean, well, and that's, you know, Andrew Beck is another one that you've got to consider as a guy who plays. <laughs> <laughs> not too uh, our producer our producer is trolling kev yeah <laughs> that's that's what he's here for so he's gonna correct me when needed and hopefully somebody else be our <laughs> uh, but then also provide a little bit of humor uh something yeah. that i'm not great at doing but it's fantastic <laughs> but he loves us anyway um, but a guy like Andrew Beck who offers you position uh you know flexibility and plays tight end and fullback you know, this is not a Rich Scangarello offense where you're going to have a dedicated fullback on the roster anymore. You're going to have one guy who can do both, and, you know, that's going to be Andrew Beck. So it just makes the numbers crunch for Jake Butt even a little bit tighter, unfortunately. And that's, you know, one thing – yesterday at practice, everybody was saying – was talking up Jake Butt, and, you know, Drew Locke said nobody's rooting harder for Jake Butt than our locker room right now. Everybody wants this guy to succeed. And I think that's true. It's just – it's going to come down to the numbers, unfortunately. 100%. Hey, everyone. Again, this is Orange Weekly. Uh, my name is Kevin. We've got Jared, Ayla, and David here. Uh, go ahead and hit that share button. And again, we are here to talk with you, not at you. So feel free to post some comments, some questions, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, and we can definitely go down that route and uh, share some thoughts with you. And again, just hear what you have to think. So uh, wide receiver, tight end, we kind of covered those. Uh, any other last thoughts on those two before we move on to some of the other position groups? I think we've covered them pretty well. I think so too, but one of the next ones, and actually uh, we did have a question here earlier about uh, the, uh, to do the O-line. There it is. That's what I was looking for. Thank you very much. 
producer Matt. So moving on to the, like right tackle, center, some of those big battles. Um, what uh, I think right tackle is the big one, especially after uh, you know we lost a pretty big player. Um, but what uh, what are we thinking on that side? Well, so it's looking yeah, it's looking like right now Wilkinson's the starting left tackle until he's not. Uh, or I'm sorry, right tackle. He's starting right tackle until he's not. Um, we did sign Demar Dotson who, from the Buccaneers, who started there for a long time. I think that's a great depth signing, if nothing else. It provides you with a really quality backup if Wilkinson can't go for whatever reason. Uh, Cushenberry has been reliably the number two at center, you know, for the first week of practice, and the pads just went on Monday. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But they've had Cushenberry consistently running with the twos. Um, while they rotate uh, Austin Schlotman and Pat Morris, uh, two holdovers from last year at starter. Sounds like Schlotman's got a little bit of an edge as of now, but again, the pads just went on yesterday, so we can't read a hole too much into that right now. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want to mention that the Juwan James, uh, you know, opting out of the season. He was the only he was the only Broncos player to opt out of the season. Obviously, we understand it's it's mm-hmm. you know he got a lot of crap on it for from social media, but let, come on, I mean. They're, they're, there's a lot that goes on, and, and family business is family business. Let him take care of his family business. Yeah. As we move forward, though, we got to think about who's going to be playing his position. Obviously, I mean, how long have the Broncos had a tackle issue? Like, I mean, I, from as long as I can remember, we've never really had good tackles uh, that that we've been able to be trustworthy on. So Elijah Wilkinson, I agree. Elijah Wilkinson's going to step in there, and even Demar Dotson, after his first practice with the with the team, had mentioned um, it's his. It's his position to win, which means it's Elijah Wilkinson's position to lose. Right. So they have to battle it out. They're going to have to figure it out. I think Elijah Wilkinson gets it. I honestly think that last year, Elijah Wilkinson stepped up when he needed to. There were some times where he didn't look so hot, but he obviously wasn't running with the ones the whole time. But to David's point, Lloyd Cushenberry, he's going to be the starting center. Yeah, he's practicing with the number twos, but so is Jerry Judy for a little bit at the beginning of the, of the practices. So we got to take that again with a grain of salt as we're looking at getting some of these rookies acclimated to playing some of these bigger talent players. And if you're talking about you know guys at center, which is one of the the hard statistics, yeah, so it's one of the hardest. Um, positions to play is the center position and it's a very underrated position uh you know i have a lot of love for the offensive line but it's the center's a very difficult position to play because you are the 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 mold of that offensive line and the person that's calling out the shots for your quarterback you guys have to have a really good position so i think eventually it'll turn into uh him taking the starting job and i think it's going to happen probably sometime uh either this week or early next week um yeah and we did uh, hear Drew Locke talking about the O-line is actually picking up and fitting in extremely quickly. He feels like they're starting to gel already, which, you know, out of out of his mouth, I think we just have to trust that. He's got a feel for it, um, you know, so I'll be the first one to have the most faith in the whole thing. But it's like, okay, that's promising. Drew Locke said it. I believe it. <laughs> Well, Locke's going to be such an important part of building chemistry for all of these position groups. And that's the O-line, and that's the wide receivers, and that's the running backs, too. If he's a guy who can lead by example this year, that's going to be so, so huge for all of the young guys at all of these different positions. Because don't you think it, for players it makes such a big difference when that when your quarterback is is a guy that you like that you're motivated to do you know you guys right. like feed off of each other um, so it's like you want to try harder for the other one and and then it just kind of builds on that and gets better and better so. Yeah, and yeah. another thing a lot of people overlook is that chem- not just the chemistry, but the communication between the quarterback and the offensive line is huge. Mm-hmm. It's 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 and, and not just the communication. I guess those two things together: the chemistry of knowing what your quarterback's going to do in and in, in a certain situation makes or breaks a play. Knowing if your quarterback's going to roll to the right, roll to the left, if they're getting pressured, roll, step up into the pocket, uh, that's huge. And I think if we are going to identify who our starters are going to be, we need to do it now. And I think the fat, the longer they get practice, and this isn't just for the Broncos, this the whole NFL as a whole, those first couple weeks are going to be shit. 
Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. they're going to be really, really bad. It's going to look like some high school football players out there, and it's going to be bad. And I think that's because the, the chemistry is not being built. Uh, we, we only have a shortened practices, a shortened amount of uh, time to practice, no preseason games. It's going to be it's going to be difficult. No rookie mini camps. These people didn't meet, you know, their their coaches really until two weeks ago or something like that. It's just a totally different offseason from anything we've seen before. It's going to take a while, like you said, Jared. Yeah. And that's a great question, John. Um, when it comes to Shermer's offense, obviously we have an idea based off, you know, the, the teams he's ran before and being offensive coordinator and head coach, yeah. right? Uh, but one thing that we might have seen a little bit from last year, the last five games that Locke played, um, maybe a little hesitant to pull the trigger, you know, and he, he had some ma- massive passes, right? So I think we're going to expect him to actually push the ball down the field a lot more often uh, and with a lot more accuracy, especially at this point. I mean, not only has he had the whole offseason, but uh, he's been picking Peyton Manning's brain quite often from what it sounds like. Uh, so this guy should have quite a bit of uh, – practice and improvement from what we saw last year and already he was pretty damn good so i think i'm expecting good things uh from Shermer, um and i think you can kind of leave it up to drew lock to you know decide what's best on the field but i could be wrong yeah so i love i love pat Shermer's offense and and what i like about it is the way that it 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 can flow. It flows like water. So you go up to the line, you, get, you let the quarterback make certain calls, which I think is going to be huge for a second year quarterback in Drew Locke. Uh, and and what I like about it is that it can flex out the tight end into an offense, into a wide receiver spot, which is they did a lot with. Uh, I forget his, what's the name of the tight end in, in Evan Ingram. Uh, Ingram. Yeah. Right. So Ingram got most of his catches out of the slot, less out of the tight end position. And we have a guy in Noah Fant who can line up in the slot and he's he's almost the exact same uh build and exact same type of player as evan ingram so that's what i'm looking forward to most in the pat Shermer offense and i think what's going to happen is you're going he's going to over time again first couple seasons games are going to suck let's kind of cage our expectations for the first couple games but over time what you're going to see is letting drew lock call more of the shots including letting uh, in certain pass plays or certain, you know, third and longs, third and mediums, letting uh, Noah Fant get out into the flex and throwing the ball to him and in, in, on a on a short route to let him get the ball in his hands and do what he does and make people bounce off of him like he did against Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ayla, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I mean, it comes with <laughs> Drew Locke. Man, I, I, uh, I can't decide what I'm more excited about seeing from Drew Locke, whether it's his leadership or – the the passes he's going to make you know how he's going to run the team oh, yeah well I, you know catching some of the camp videos uh he's he's kind of it's been laying it out i mean it's i wish i was there i wish any of us could be there um but the video, they, it makes me excited to see and they were talking about the way he's throwing now i think his footwork's getting down a little bit better um but I'm just excited to see his growth, even though we only saw him in a few games last year. Um, you know, I think I think with any time that you get, you get more experience. And uh, um, I think I think I'm just excited for the growth the most. A lot of good things there. Um, let's see. John's posting quite a bit of things and it's fantastic. Gotta love um, it, John. Yeah, no, I appreciate how often how uh interactive you're being and for everyone else watching again uh, post those comments post those questions if you're watching from a facebook group uh your comments may not be showing up here in fact they aren't so uh head on over to our main facebook page uh, orange weekly there and uh, click the video and then your comments will be able to pop up if you're watching from a facebook group come on over also everyone go check out broncosorangeweekly.com uh got the new website up and running couple kinks but we are working that it's uh preseason for us as well so we're working through some of that uh but of course yeah, we luckily, also got luckily uh, we get we get preseason games yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly we do at least so we'll be good to go by the season uh no injuries on our side uh once the season starts uh hopefully so um, nothing you're too concerned about. Now that Kevin said it, geez. Yeah, we don't we don't need anybody on the death chart this year. <laughs> the death yeah, chart. no death chart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, this is why I picking you guys on the in the beginning. When you do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, remember, guys, we also have our podcast. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, 
all those great places. Uh, we'll be posting these videos and some more to uh, the podcast pages. So go follow us there. Give a like, give us a like, give us a rating, give us some feedback. Uh, that helps us out a ton. And we do appreciate hearing all of your feedback and other ideas uh, in terms of maybe something you want to hear from us more or do less. Uh, maybe it's my face. Maybe I, you know, have a more of a radio face, and uh, that's something we might consider if we hear some comments from it. So, See, anyway, you have, a, you have a face for radio and a voice how for many, video, so it's it's really tough to kind of. How many how many comments decide. do you need? Because we have three here. So, <laughs> I'm thinking at least I don't know fifty. I, I could oh, get I can 50, get fifty people. Yeah, we could get to 50. <laughs> <laughs> they all have to be real people. You can't make fake uh, accounts. Fake accounts. Uh, right, go in there and come. Okay. Anyway, glad you're all here. Hit that share button and uh, we'll keep talking. Uh, just so you know, we're kind of focused on offense tonight. Uh, so if you have a defense question, definitely come back here next week. Uh, we will be doing these every Tuesday from here on out. And uh, the week before the first regular season game. Uh, the week of the uh, September 8th, we'll be doing our full lineup, and we'll get uh, more into that as we get closer. But uh, we are here and ready to go. Uh, Jared uh, does maybe need a little bit more to drink, actually. He gets uh, more and more fun as the uh, booze flows. And by, but, and by uh, fun, you mean you can pick on me more because I make ridiculous things. Hey, it's okay. That's usually what I'm here for. But, yeah, also, if you're watching, grab, uh, grab a drink and uh, post some good comments. So Keith says knock on wood as well. Um, yeah, so we're talking about Drew Locke, and he has, uh, I mean, the videos we've seen from Locke already, uh, beautiful throws. More, I think more important than that, I've heard some really good improvements in terms of his technique um, and his ability to read what's going on down the field. So That's when it comes great. to, you know um, – his footing and just everything else that goes into making the throw. I mean, I think that's, what's going to push him to that next level uh, this next year. You got to remember that even though he played five games, now all these teams have five games worth of tape on him. So you can guarantee that teams are going to be ready to, um, you know, figure him out. And so what is he going to do to overcome right. that? It'll, yeah. And it'll be like the, it'll be, they won't have his growth though. You know, all they have is that they have the Touché the very beginning of it. They don't have what he's been learning. Um, and, uh, and so we've got that in our favor. Well, yeah, and I also, <laughs> right. And I also want it to, you know, I want to say, you know, just don't, if you're a Broncos fan and you hear he threw, you know, two or three interceptions in a day, this is the time of year where you want him throwing interceptions. You, that's the kind, especially with a quarterback as young as he is with skill talent, like he's got, that's also very young. You want him figuring out what those guys can do, what position they're going to be in under certain circumstances, where he can fit the ball in and where he can't. And you want him figuring it out now because um, it's not the kind of thing, you know, like we've been saying this entire show with a truncated offseason like we had. It's not the kind of thing you want him trying to learn by doing in week one or two. You want him to be able to know. Well, and I, th I think he's got a major advantage. I know we're going to talk about defense later, but playing against our defense, we've got some we've got some skill coming into it, and guys that are even on our defense that are excited, um, you know, about that. And so they're they're trying as hard as they can, even though they can't sack him. You know, they can't get the interceptions, but you know, it's good for both of them. Uh, so I think that he's, he's got that in his favor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so here's another thing we got to think about as we uh, cage our expectations for the season, especially, don't get me wrong, Drew Locke has thrown some really good balls, but there's a difference between being welcome to step up in the pocket, keep your footwork good, focus on that, when you have guys like Von Miller come at you knowing they can't hit you, and when you get out there with pads against people who are yeah. going to try to take your head off. There's a different mentality. There's a different focus there. Um, yeah. So there's there's a little bit of a different, right, where in practice, you know, they're going hard, but they're really not um so obviously he's making some beautiful throws we obviously know he has a great arm on him what i'm what i was interested in this season this uh practice these practices this last week was his reads how is he reading the field as he's going through his motions with a new pat Shermer offense right he's got a new playbook he's got new receivers he's got uh you know a new offensive line for the most part uh, is he making his reads is he going through his read progression as he's going through these practices. And so far, it's been very good. He's seeing open deep receivers. He's taking the shot on open deep receivers. His little mid his mid game seems to be 
okay. It seems to be there, but not perfect. His short game is obviously great. And as we transition into this next piece, the running back situation, he's throwing a lot more screens, a lot more bubbles, a lot more dump offs to our two top running backs in the two of the top running backs in the AFC in in uh, Elvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Which ties yeah. into John's comment right or question yeah. right there. Who's 1A yeah. and who's 1B? Because I don't know if we can have a, a – I mean, technically on the roster, there will be, you know, starting and then, you know, the number two mm. running back. But, I mean, it, it's – we're going to play him 50%, I think. But if you were to think, you know, who has maybe a, a one up on the other, just barely, or, you know, who would it be? Yeah, yeah. I, I, so normally normally you have a thunder and lightning combo, right? You have this thunder right. lightning and you go there. We have lightning lightning, and I think that's okay. awesome. We have two quick, agile running backs who can get up the field, and I think that's going to be great for our offensive line. It's going to be easier for defenses to plan against us. However, it's very difficult to plan against guys like Melvin Gordon, who's one type of running back in the speed, and Philip Lindsay, who's just so small and agile. It's, it's hard to get him down no matter where you're at. So... We have this lightning lightning. I I honestly, for now, I think I agree. Uh, Philip Lindsay Alpha and Gordon Bravo. But when we're looking at who's going to start the who's going to get their name called as they come out, like you're starting offense for the Denver Broncos, it's going to be Philip Lindsay. But I think if you look at it in the long run, and as we get further down the season, I'm going to see you're going to see Gordon taking more snaps. Um, I don't know if he's going to be taking more uh, carries though, and that's just going to be something that we're going to have to watch over time. So, you know, well, Philip Lindsay's been putting in work too. I mean, I think Coach said yeah. he's gained about ten pounds of muscle. Um, yeah. I mean, he's gonna—that's gonna add a whole different layer to that onion, man. Like that—that that dude's a beast. And I think staying loyal to him almost gives him. I mean, I know he. Everybody, it's a team thing, but there's still, you know, it's a position that you can't help but be competitive in football, um, even within your own team. So. He knows it, and he's worked for it. And I think they'll, I think they'll stay loyal to Lindsay. See, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just take the, take a little bit of a devil's advocate position, I guess. I, I'm following the money, and the money says we gave a whole bunch of it to Melvin Gordon this last season, and we didn't give it to him to not be the starter. So to me, Ooh. that I, I get it, no, I get it. But you run a boo banner, geez. Yeah, where's my boo banner? And I deserve it. No, I deserve it. <laughs> Um, but I will just, to me, uh, the cynic in me says you paid that guy a ton, a ton of money when you already had Philip Lindsay on the roster. supposed to help him. Thank you for helping right. me. That, that contract is a little bit much for somebody who you're just going to ask to be 1B. Um, so to me, it's, it's probably going to be Gordon will be the nominal starter. I will, I would say that the split in carries is probably going to be, you know, 60, 40, close to 50 50 somewhere in there it's not going to be a huge glut for one guy or the other because both of these guys are absolute weapons in the backfield but well you know th- to me that's what i would say so we got we do have some so, interesting stats right there as long as well as with uh what john is saying um, mm-hmm. right so gordon held out for a lot line. of the years so he yep. didn't play the full season mm-hmm. or for a lot of the games so he didn't play the full season uh lindsey obviously played it very well but remember and and again with this Pat Shermer offense, you don't know. Like yeah. we really are, we could sit here and debate it all the, all day, but ultimately it's going to come down to what does Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio think. And ultimately, last year again, we're going off last year. Uh, our our running back was who was hot. It right. wasn't. It wasn't. You know, you gave a couple runs to Lindsey. Uh, you gave a couple runs to I can't remember his name because I'm getting drunk. Uh, to Roy, Oregon Roy product. Freeman. No, Royce Roy Freeman. Freeman. Uh, so you get, give a couple of runs to each of them and whoever's hot gets the ball for the rest of the day. Now, most of the time it was Lindsay a lot. Sometimes it was Freeman. Sometimes Freeman got the, got the carry, got the call for the rest of the game, which is good. And I think that's how we should approach this. But again, oh, <laughs> but again, as we go forward, um, that, that's what I would like to see, but it's ultimately Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio's, uh, it's their call. Right. Look, this is a good situation to be in, though. Yeah, right. You know? oh, this is absolutely. I, I'm. This I'm is all what for we call a quality problem. Like yeah, this. It's a bit. I mean, yeah. it's it's just it's a win-win. I mean, they can use each other if somebody's having a bad day. Because let's face it, we're they're human beings, and sometimes you're on, and sometimes you're off. Um, 
Mel and Gordon was talking about having to get used to the altitude. It's like, yeah, bro, welcome yeah. to Mile High. Why do you think the one game a year that you play there is much different than when we play them in California? Um, right. But then you, you do, you adapt, you get used to it, and then it, you have it to your advantage as well. It's like, yeah, come on, come on up to the Mile High. Let's play up here. I mean, let's just run down the weapons on the, uh, these positions for just a second. Even if you take out all the unproven commodity, and I'm going to put Jerry Judy as, an, as a proven commodity because I think his route running is really going to help the team right away. You've got Courtney There's reason Sutton. he's a first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, you've got Sutton, Judy, Fant, Gordon, and Lindsey. I mean, take that, those four guys, and nobody else, five guys, and nobody else, and you've got a skill position group that most teams in the NFL – would love to have yep. easily. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's one thing I know we were talking about it earlier, Jared, and I think you're right. It's going to take a couple of years or a t- couple oh, yeah. of weeks, excuse me, um, to get this offense acclimated, to get their feet wet. And I think that's going to be around the league, but my goodness, it's, it's like you say, we've got quite a bit of talent at all of these positions. I think that's really, really going to help us in the early going, especially. Well, and it's not like any other teams getting some sort of advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all just diving into the pool head first in the shallow end. Like this is, you're not getting your feet wet. It just jump right in and go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going to be, it's, it levels the playing field for everybody pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that, that's an interesting point. And, uh, David, I think uh, it's a good time to introduce this concept, but uh, I think you're going to be writing an article as we're going forward talking about what the injury uh, situation could look like compared to, was it 2011, the strike? Yeah, yeah it's Yeah, written. the player strike in uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it, go ahead. Yeah, no, that article's written, and it's, you know, we're, we're going to get that posted in the next couple of days here um, on, our, on our website, so definitely check that out. But it's, you know, what we're really looking at right now, and we're starting to see it already a little bit across the league, soft tissue injuries were such a big problem after that 2011 lockout season, just because the ramp up period and the acclimation period were so, so fast. So we're right. going to kind of see that a little bit again this year. And I think we already are. Gerald McCoy, uh, Cowboys DT um, is uh, already out for the season. Um, we've also got Artie Burns cornerback. I can't remember who, who he's playing for now. He was of the Steelers. I know he's with a different team now, but he just tore his ACL. Um, <laughs> Matt, Matt, that's a different kind of soft tissue uh, problem. <laughs> we can talk about that a little this, bit later. This is, uh, I've yeah. missed this so much. There, there, oh, are, good. there are prescriptions available, but this is not that kind of podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, Unless they want to sponsor us, then all of our right, audience just right, come to let us know. It could, it could be that kind of podcast. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, it's going to it's depth is going to be a huge huge part of this season coming. You know, we saw a 9 and 7 Giants team beat the 13 and 3 Patriots in that 2011 season just because they had so much depth on the defensive line. They were able to overcome kind of everything else that teams were going through that season because they had crucial depth in a crucial area and having that kind of depth is going to be the difference I think this year between some teams making it and some teams who you thought were going to make it that just don't. Very true. Yeah. So who's, who has luck on their side? Oh, right. Yeah. Not, not right. Indianapolis anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, take out the fact that they literally don't have Andrew Luck anymore. They also that was have bad. Phillip. You should feel bad. I do feel bad. You know what? I'm, and that's not to take a shot at Andrew Luck because you know what? You knew when it was time for you to get out of the game and you did it. Good for you. But they also kind of doubled down on that bad luck by picking up Philip Rivers. And I think that's totally, that's just going to. Old man Rivers. I can't yeah, Absolutely. That I think that's going to blow up in their faces to the tune of 15 interceptions easily this year. I'm really excited to see that. That's a oh. Can you break the 30 for 30? I, I don't think anybody <laughs> can break 30 for 30. That is a record that I hope will stand for a long, long time. Oh, that's man. That's a good record. It is that's a, a good, good record. record. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Jer- if uh, Jameis Winston would say it's a good record, but. Right. You know, starting quarterbacks' opinions only, please. Yeah. <laughs> just straightforward about it. Yeah. Ouch, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Hey, before we move on, everyone, a couple other quick announcements other than follow us on all of our podcast channels. Give us a rating. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, one of the new things we're going to be doing this year, uh, we will be broadcasting uh, a couple of these preseason shows. At least I'll be there, and uh, I think David as well, uh, from Cork and Keg in Castle Rock, Colorado. Uh, we'll give you some more information on uh, them next week I'm when I'm there. So jealous! Um, it's it's amazing. <laughs> uh, they're just they're gonna have their uh, two year anniversary party coming up here soon. Uh, so we'll be out there if you want to come by and support us in Castle Rock at Car- uh, Cork and Keg. Uh, and then also uh, David and I are going to be broadcasting about one game a month from there as well. So if you don't want to listen to uh, the announcers because they suck, um, you can at least listen to us and. We'll probably suck too, but at least we'll be a little more entertaining because oh, uh, we don't be have fun. to worry about uh, you know cursing and everything. So uh, <laughs> something else to have on the background at least. Uh, so watch out for that information. It is going to be fantastic to do that uh, for you guys and uh, hopefully see some of you come by. So uh, with that, just something else to look forward to. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. We really hope to see you out there. If not, that's okay. Kevin and I are more than capable of entertaining each other and ourselves. And but, drinking. Uh, <laughs> or, or there'll be some drinking. But, uh, yeah. Right. Hey, there's bread a bar. Of course yeah. we are. <laughs> and neither of you are pregnant, so go for it. That's true. Well, not yet. But, you know, what do you mean not yet? Fingers crossed for me. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm crying. I'm just saying. David, don't do it out of wedlock. Uh, okay, Ayla. Oh so, yes, Thank John. Mom. Alcohol makes it way more fun, and this is exactly why. Yeah. Uh, oh, don't do it. I told you not to get pregnant out of wedlock. Don't make any bastards. Oh good <laughs> lord. Oh good lord. Okay. Oh, hey, uh, once again, if you're watching from a Facebook group, come on over to our main Facebook page, watch the video from there, and that's where we'll be able to see your comments. So appreciate all of you tuning in. But I think one of the next questions I want to ask is uh, if you're John Oway or Vic Fangio right now and you're looking at the offensive roster, where are you concerned? We have a lot of bright spots, but in terms of depth or maybe somebody who's, you know, we don't have many choices with, where where is your number one concern? Right tackle, offensive line in general. In yeah, general. offensive yeah. line in general. I mean, quarterback, the quarterback too. I mean, you know, the Jeff Driscoll. I know, and no, David, no David, we got yeah. yelled at last time we talked shit about Drew Locke. Be careful. Listen, I am not here to talk <laughs> shit about Drew Locke. I'm talking depth. All right, that's a difference. Depth, yeah, no. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, no team with the possible exception of the New Orleans Saints, and I know I just got got done making fun of Jameis Winston, uh, but no team besides possibly the Saints runs too deep at quarterback. It's just not a thing you can do. But I will say Jeff Driscoll does not inspire a ton of confidence if he has to play a couple of games, two, three, four games this season. It's it's just it's not going to go well. I want to pause that for one quick second because – while we are talking about some of the new things we have coming up this season, uh, DB4L45 from Twitter uh, is asking about some of um, seeing any games, and I think that's something we were talking about. Um, yes. You know, earlier, at least I was with, uh, I think Jared and I were talking about it. Um, but this ties back into um, what Dave and I are going to be doing. Um, but something else that I want to tie this into is uh, Jared and put you on the spot and talk about Ray's Ragers. Um, because I think what we're going to need this year is something to supplement maybe not all of us being able to go to the games. And so we have a couple different options there. So if you want to lay down kind of what that's all about. <laughs> Jared has absolutely no idea. This is like no. your thing. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, no, I get it. I get it. I, I just, I'm processing from Twitter. I didn't want to put you off. So uh, I think that's something that yeah. uh, we want to talk about. Right I, now. uh, I'm trying to process the question here. So um, what is to Razor answer Razor? his question, right? No, I want to answer his question first. Do we see fans coming up in the season? And yes, I do see fans coming up later in the season. I don't see many. I see us kind of working up to what we're going to get to. I don't think this year we're ever going to see a full stadium. Not this year. 
Um, I think in the future we might see a full stadium maybe next season, uh, depending on how we do as a country going forward and what kind of test results we're getting back. Um, Ragers, though. However, so we have a lot of really cool ways here at Orange Weekly that you can be interactive, not just with watching the games, with uh, David and Kev at the bar, uh, or watching it online and listening to their commentary, which is probably going to get more ridiculous as the game goes on as they start drinking. Um, (laughs) But uh, the other thing we have too is we're going to, we're going to start up a new thing this year, guys. And, and we're really excited about it. It's called Ragers. Uh, So we've been doing it last year. We did a little bit at the beginning of the season, but this year we're going to be consistent every year. Uh, every week, me and Ray are going to sit down, and Ray is much better at this uh, betting thing than I am. I lost, I don't know, probably a couple hundred dollars on uh, Noah Fant last year because I thought that yeah, he could catch Noah more Fant than 30 alone. yards. God. Yeah. Uh, the weeks I didn't bet on Noah Fant, he went off, and the weeks I did, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, not, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, David. I'm on the same side. I, I get you. Uh, so Ray is much better at this, and he wins a lot of money over time. If I would have just listened to him, I probably would have done better. But uh, so Ray's gonna, me and Ray are going to sit down. We're going to go over what the bets are for the week, what the bets are for the year, what the bets are for not just the Broncos, maybe a couple other bets if you want to put on some side stuff. Uh, and, and obviously this is just free advice from Raymond who's made pretty good money off of uh, off of what the Broncos have done and it's all Broncos based so even if you just want to listen in and see what kind of uh, lines there are and uh, kind of root for that over the time or at your at your home party you know make some bets at the home party you, you let us know uh, either way I think it's going to be a lot of fun this year and um, Rager's going to come out to you every week it's going to be released on Saturday because that's when the lines come out so be on the lookout for that. If we do do, uh, go to a game, we'll let you all know. But at the end of the day, what I think we're really pushing for is we are here to try and connect to all of you uh, as much as possible, especially through, you know, not many fans, if if any, it's not decided yet, are going to be at the game. So you can count on us to provide you some fun content uh, and help stay connected, not just with us, but the rest of Broncos country. So uh, lots of lots of fun things coming up this year, guys. It's going to be. Yeah, I think it it won't matter if we're in the stands out of the stands it's just we keep going at it we're just gonna watch i mean i i dream of going to games every year since i don't live in colorado anymore it was one of my favorite <laughs> things to do in southern california and now i'm in washington state but it doesn't stop me from watching y'all <laughs> we just keep going forward no matter what and it our players they are gonna ball out no matter what whether people are there or not, I know it always helps, but I, there's something about that stadium and just being in Colorado period. So when people come, uh, when other teams come and we play games uh, in Denver, it's we're going to have the advantage no matter what. Yep. Yep. I think so. And here's the other thing too. Uh, Orange Weekly is going to be with the whole year. So regardless of what happens, stick with us and uh, we will try to bring as much entertainment uh, whether it's, you know, self-incrimination or not, uh, we'll bring lots of entertainment to you guys uh, throughout the year. And I, I think that's what we're most excited for. I think we got a great team this year. We have a, a, a team that is possibly uh, definitely playoff contenders. And going forward, we have a young team that we really could do a lot of really cool things with. So stick around. We're going to. And that's what's going to happen. Sandy, how you doing? Aloha. Oh, that's my Aloha. mom. Hi, mom. Oh, Sandy. Oh, awesome. Aww. Fantastic. <laughs> Talk Appreciate about the it. biggest Broncos fan. I just need to like tell you guys, she lives in Hawaii, and we have the coolest outdoor man camp ever. <laughs> I mean, it is one of the best places to watch a football. You just like with your pina colada or whatever you want that's all tropical or just whiskey, whatever. And it's awesome. She's diehard through and through. She moved to Colorado when she was really young. She's been she's been a Broncos. That's why I'm a, such a big Broncos fan. She's oh, awesome. I love it. Well, she raised so, you right. So can we? If you raise can your we fan get a like picture of a Chiefs fan? Then you're doing it wrong. So they very yeah, clearly did it right. Uh, yeah, that's not. Gonna can work we get it? Can we get a picture of that outdoor and post on our uh, social media pages? Heck yeah! If if you can get one, let's post it on our social media let's pages after this. Let's see. Let's. I want. I want to see this. This is cool. Yeah, now, I mean, my bio picture is in the man camp. So if you go to our website, if you go to orangeweekly.com, check out our bios. I'm in man camp, decked out. It's it's a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, you're in Hawaii. 
Right. You got that going for you. Yeah, which is always nice. Right. Now, Matt just put a fun fact up on the board, and that made me really curious to see if anybody else could name more than one of the players. Only four Broncos have more than 10 years of NFL experience right now. Um, besides Vaughn Miller, what do you? who do you guys got? Mm, 10 years? Yeah. Kareem Jackson? Oh, very nice. That's a good guess, yeah. How long has Callahan uh, been? In? Brandon McManus. Okay. McManus. But not a wow, not AJ Boyd. What no? No. Okay. Brandon McManus hasn't been in the league for ten years. Holy shit. Okay. Oh, no. uh, well Vaughn because Vaughn just hit ten this year. John Owen. I think John's got it. Yeah. That's that. Oh, good. Casey. Yeah. Casey's Casey. a good call. Yep, absolutely. I think I think those are the ones. I can't think of anybody. I know Melvin Gordon was it was, hasn't been here that long. Um, um the new Dodson, tall guy, the tall guy, the, the tall new tall guy. Win. No, it is. Yep, Dodson, K- Casey, Jackson, which, which wow. he set a record. So I was right on the tallest Jackson. Bronco. Who did the tallest Bronco? Yeah, six nine, Demar Dodson. Ooh. Okay, all right, really, that's a tall it's, man. Yeah. yeah. So I like where we're going here because we did a couple trivia nights uh, throughout the offseason here, <laughs> and uh, somehow I kept beating Jared. And I just want to make sure everyone knew that I, uh, I always beat Jared. Um, I never was. I thought, last. I thought we weren't so, going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, what? It's there. Thought, it's out there. <laughs> the problem. I didn't think we we're going to bring that up. Right. The problem words in that sentence, Jared. You thought. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, it didn't work out. Yeah, for you got to capitalize sucks there, Matt, and we're we're basically. Oh there. man, uh, here, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. He's going to help us out here. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, before we start wrapping up the show, everyone. Um, there we go. <laughs> Much better. Okay. Much better. I approve. Yep. We have the best producer. 69. We have the best producer. He is fantastic. I love this. Apparently answering 69 to half your answers is not a good trivia tri- strategy. <laughs> not Maybe on you. some trivia shows. Maybe on some. But not this one. Not this one. <laughs> not this one. Hey, let's go around. Uh, so I know we focus a lot on offense tonight. Next week. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of more, a uh, lot more of defense, special teams, uh, and maybe focus a little bit more on just uh, uh, team-wide, um, you know, off-season or, or training camp notes, uh, anything no- noteworthy. Because uh, at that point, we'll be what two weeks, three weeks away from week one. Uh, yeah. So time is closing in fast, and uh, things are going to get moving here real soon. So, um, yeah, John. John asks a good question. Who does wear number sixty-nine on the Broncos? Here's another trivia question for you, Jared. I think I might. The know question this. is sixty-nine. What is the answer? This is it sixty-nine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I John, got. It. John's on. got us figured out. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Hey, we I talked got about it. The... Jake. It's Jake Rogers. Rogers. I knew it. Jeez, okay. he's been... Of course you knew it. He gave you the fucking answer. <laughs> I would have known that. If you if you if you read that and didn't know it, you're the idiot. <laughs> okay, <Jared>. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god, this is good. Okay, let's <laughs> let's uh, go around and just kind of close out on the offensive uh, side of the ball. Um, yes, <laughs> it's happened before, it's and it will happen before. again. Oh, yes. We'll have to do another one at some point, maybe oh, yeah. the bye week or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, so for offense, at least for me, we got a lot, and I've said this earlier in the show, we have a lot of bright spots, a lot of promise. Uh, I want to cap, at least for me, what I'm doing is I'm capping my expectations. Yes, I expect them to go out there and just, I mean, impress us like like we haven't been impressed since Peyton Manning left because, I mean, really at this point it doesn't take much. Uh, thanks, Joe Flacco. Um Oof. But at the same time, it's going to take a couple of years for this group to grow. Uh, and then also, you know, the first four weeks are going to be messy for all of the teams. And hopefully, knock on wood, we can get out of there pretty much injury-free for the most part. But this is something that I'm excited to watch for the next five, six years. You know, as this team really develops, get a lot of experience under their belt, uh, and hopefully stay together as a team while they're so, uh, you know, just new uh, in general. So 
this is something longer than just this year. This is going to get better and better and better, I really believe. So that's kind of my overall big picture thought about the offense is uh, we're in for a ride, guys. We're in for a hell of a ride. Well, you're not capping my bottle, boy. <laughs> Look, I'm I've, I've been the optimistic I, I, I guy in the past. I think and we've got a lot going for us. I think the O-line's going to seem together. I think we've got a lot of hope in these wide receivers. I think we got a lot going for us on the offense. I believe in luck, but we do need some depth at quarterback because nobody wins with a Band-Aid backup. Let's just let's yep. be serious. Yeah, for sure. So I was saying that uh, you know I used to be the overly optimistic one here at Orange Weekly. Jared's kind of since taken over that role. Uh, but whenever I was the overly optimistic one, it always bit me in the ass. Uh, so I figured I'm going to pull back a little bit and I'll gladly just, take yeah, that torch. If, if you need here, somebody to be like here, the overly optimistic on here, here. Right, yeah. I'm just going to be a little less than Jared, and then I'm I'm not voted the most optimistic of us all. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's my little diatribe. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'm really excited to see how KJ Hamler gets used in these first couple of games. Not so much because I think that will show where his progression is, but I think that will show what Pat Shermer thinks of this offense. what, How he deploys weapons that he thinks might not be ready to see a full-time starting role, but can still help this offense do what it wants to do week in and week out, which is score points. So I will be really interested to see what he does with weapons like KJ Hamler. <laughs> that I'm okay. Sorry, if you're everybody. listening to the, if you're listening to this on the podcast and you're just yeah. hearing us laugh randomly out of nowhere, <laughs> you have got to come on Tuesday nights and watch our shows because you are missing all the fantastic behind the scenes commentary <laughs> our uh, producer Matt is putting on the uh, the scrolling ticker underneath the video. Oh, and so uh, apparently, I mean it. It's tough to get taller than me, um, but... Uh, and by tough, he means very, very easy. <laughs> very easy. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, my, daughter, my daughter's five months, four months old, and I, uh, I feel like she's already almost catching up to Kev. She's on the way. She's oh. on the way. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's why we're laughing uh, really just randomly, um, but you're going to have to come check it out. Uh, anyway. Anyway, how how um, <laughs> Shermer deploys young weapons like a KJ Hamler and a Jerry Judy is going to tell me a lot about what we're going to see from the rest of this offense for this year. So, would you say that your expectations okay. are capped to some degree? Uh, let's say they're they're capped a little bit higher than your height, but a little bit lower <laughs> than my height. So, right in between you and I, maybe maybe at like an A level is where my <laughs> yeah. is where my expectations are. Okay. Right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great height. It's a really good height. Like fantastic, you would say. Oh, oh man. <laughs> um so I want to touch on what both Ayla and David said here. First of all, in the backup Driscoll, uh, you said things, I'm sure. Um so <laughs> It's hard for a guy as tall as Jared to touch on the things he said. <laughs> right, I can't hear you up here. Ah, there it is. There it is. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, Ayla mentioned, and okay, Kev, you mentioned this before we end up kind of breaking, uh, but the Driscoll situation, the backup at quarterback, um, I honestly don't think having Driscoll as a backup is a bad thing. Yes, he's a Band-Aid, but aren't most backups a Band-Aid? Like, let's be honest, like the concept of a backup quarterback is to have a Band-Aid in case the starting quarterback gets hurt. If we have a backup, no one's expecting that backup to go win a Super Bowl unless you're Philadelphia, right? So that's kind of how that works out for you. Uh, I mean, we're not expecting Jeff Driscoll to take us to the fucking Super Bowl. And, and I don't think we're expecting Jeff Driscoll to take us 10 games through the season if – if Drew Locke does get hurt, we might have to go through other options to find another quarterback. But Jeff Driscoll is a good two, one, two, maybe three game band-aid for if we need that. And that's what a backup quarterback is. Uh, that's not true. I don't – what? Who said that? Is that – Let's see, let's see that, how far Chicago Your offense gets. is only really as good as your backup quarterback. I think that, that must be a quote from uh, – what was it? Uh Oh That's man, a Charlie what that Casserly. Mean? That's Charlie Casserly. You're the most it... important position on your team is your quarterback, and the second most important position <laughs> on your team is your backup quarterback. It's a thing. <laughs> but, uh, let's see how far Chicago gets with the Nick Foles experiment this year. 
Right. Uh, uh, excuse me, Nick Foles is a championship quarterback. So yes, I, yeah. all right. Well, super Joe Flacco was a Super Bowl MVP, Jared. So yeah. Well, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. All of these things have happened. Are true. Um, yes, all of those are true. So while we're talking about this, David, uh, KJ Hamler, how you think he's going to be employed in the first couple of games? Did you say first couple of games or first couple like like first four or five weeks? I'd say first four or five weeks. Yeah, before I okay. Think first couple really games, I don't think he gets a touch. Yeah, okay. I think he maybe I, gets one screen, one easy ball to him to see what he can do in open field. I don't think he gets much after that. I think eventually we're going to see KJ Hamler move into the offense and move into roles that they can find ways to get him the ball. But right now, the offense, the way that it's set up, does not have a position for KJ Hamler. I'll bet that you slot, any amount of money. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll bet you any amount no, no, of money no. KJ Hamler gets one, at least one jet sweep in weeks one or two. Oh, I said that. I said it's going to give him an easy okay, thing to see said, what he can do in open field. Okay. I fucking I right. said that. Do you okay, listen? you said you said something like that. Said, We're going to get on. Said, no. no, I said. Yeah, David's going to give him the, the easy ball. Correct. I'm yeah, going to vote yeah. him. Yeah. Is this going to be able to be a rager bet? We're like, saying the same like... fucking thing. What on earth is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting my money on David. <laughs> I just, yeah, money. I'm kind of going with David too. I don't think I'm. We're saying the same fucking. Ayla's on board. Kevin's on board. I already no. I said. I did. It's enough. That's he's gonna get, he's gonna get he's gonna get the ball in in the first three weeks he gets the ball three times, guaranteed. Three times. That's your that you're no over under three times. Uh, Once well, uh, three All or right, under, there. three or under. Oh, okay. All right, I'll take that bet. Let's make it. So it's set at four. It's set at four. Yep. So okay. I'm taking the under. And I'm taking the over. No, we'll it's set at three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Right. Three and a half. Okay. All right. We'll have Ray track this and he can cover it on his. Oh, we're gonna be tracking there. So it's gonna get tracked. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll get Ray on this. Ray, Ray's going to track this. Oh no, it's going to get tracked. Absolutely. <laughs> this, this is going to happen. I don't oh, care yeah. about Vegas. Vegas has their own odds. I'm making mine right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right Absolutely. now. Right so, now. All right. Even quickly with that, uh, I don't remember if we actually touched on it, but is is Hamler going to be spe- a a specialist when it comes to kick return special teams, or are we going to give him that chance right. in the offense to? No, I mean, I mean, on we mean on offense, right? On offense, I don't care. Right. Like, yeah, no, yeah no, if he's if he ends up being the kick returner over Spencer, that's fine. I get it, and I understand why. But I on offense as an on an offensive unit, he's going to get less. He's going to get three or less uh, touches. And okay. it, and I agree with Jared, um, except for the number of touches. Um, but if he does make the if he is starting kick returner or punt returner, that's going to say an awful lot about what he showed this coaching staff in training camp. That they felt right. comfortable moving on from a veteran like Deontay Spen- De- uh, like Spencer, who was really really good last season in that role, um, for a rookie who is electric. But you know, rookies touching the sometimes they drop the ball. It just is a thing that happens. So, like I said, if they if he shows the coaching staff that they can do it, it's an awful lot of trust that they're showing in him. Fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I like it. We already have bets. <laughs> Internal bets. In the yeah, season no, this started. is happening. Yeah, team puff, team puff ball versus team visor. Um, right. I'm just yeah, gonna say, okay. <laughs> this starts. This starts. We oh, have. This is the first show of the season. Ball. We already have a team puff ball versus team visor. This is. We'll put a vote out on uh, Instagram and stuff. I yeah, I was gonna put it. it a different way. We're, we haven't even started the season, and Jared's already wrong about something. So, <laughs> yeah, that's really good for me. Yeah. Wait, what? What? What am I wrong about? This, the thing we were just talking about <laughs> just now. No, what? I'm not wrong, though. It hasn't, yeah. it hasn't even come about yet. We don't even know. You know you're wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. We're doing this. This is happening. Team Visor only has one person that's fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's, I mean, that's not true. I wear Visor for golf, so. Yes, but Team Visor. That's not. I don't think that's what she's saying. Stuff. No, I heard Team Visor. <laughs> We're gonna talk about this off the air. Only if it's elastic on the. Only if it's elastic on the back. There you go. Oh, oh, it is. Yep. Yep. I'm playing tennis later as soon as I learn how. Ah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes Classy. sense. Okay. Uh, any last comments around the horn, there, Jared? 
Uh, no, I, we have a great season this year. Thank you guys for sticking around through this uh, as we get closer to the season and into the season. Thank you guys for following us and continuing to follow us. I uh, definitely appreciate everything. Make sure you follow all of our Instagram, Twitters, Reddits, uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, MySpace, whatever we have. Uh, <laughs> make sure that we're following those and uh, keeping up with us. I appreciate all of you guys' support as we go through into our fifth year we're heading into our fifth year as a uh as a company so thank you guys so much for continuing to follow us really keep an eye on our myspace presence this year guys i think we're going to be expanding that exponentially um yeah facebook twitter instantgram as i like to call it make sure you hit us up on that instantgram if you need us instantly um a good question from john here to close out in 2020 uh, over under for Drew Locke's passing yards, thirty-seven fifty. Um, I'm taking I'm the over. You. I'm taking the over too, with the number of weapons available to him and what we saw out of him last year. I'm going to take the over yep. over sixteen. And, and the new offensive coordinator, yeah, over for sure. Hmm. Yep. I'm not a betting type, so. <laughs> Kevin, that means Kevin doesn't understand the answer, right? <laughs> Kevin doesn't understand the question. <laughs> huh? Wait. Oh, Drew Lock? Oh, I uh, thought we were talking guy. about something else. Okay. okay. Drew Lock. Oh, well then yeah. I mean if he if he's a quarterback. <laughs> sure. <laughs> What's the what more? And That's more. More. <laughs> Ayla, closing thoughts to you. <laughs> Since David and Jared keep going back and forth, which is hilarious, but more. we could go off. <laughs> more. <laughs> That's all you got. I can't believe I agreed with Kevin on this. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) That's it. I'm done. I'm out. What I want to say is I'm grateful to be a part of the team. uh, And I think we're going to have a great year here. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope our team stays healthy. Um, And I just can't wait for some Broncos football. And oh, yes. really, yeah, keep an eye on our website, guys, broncosorangeweekly.com. We're going to have written content for you every single week. Uh, I'm going to be doing a column. Matt's going to have a mailbag. We're going to have you guys submitting questions to that, and he's going to go deep dive every single week for you on a few questions. Uh, so please, please, please keep an eye on our website. Give us a review on Spotify or on iTunes. That helps our visibility so much. Um, yeah. The, yeah. review, the reviews help a lot. Um, come fun. and follow us on Instagram. We've got some fun stuff going on. We're going to do some giveaways. Um, so Orange Weekly on Instagram. Come check us out. Get, definitely give us a follow. Um, and uh, come have some fun with us. Come win some prizes. Come be part of our team because we are. You fans, all the fans, we're all on the same team. Look, not to this other pages and other video you know groups and podcasters but here at orange weekly i mean we yes it's us doing the shows but really all you all you viewers and everybody who who likes watching tuning in and listening to the podcast that's what we're really all about so you know it's everybody our slogan is fans brews and broncos news there's a reason that fans comes first yep absolutely yeah 100 so appreciate all of you all about fans, 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 fans. Fans, yeah. fans, And then brews. We got to remember that. Got to drink. Let's see how the season goes. <laughs> <laughs> the longer the season, the harder the drinks. <laughs> In the past, maybe not this year. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, last thing, everyone. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, we'll be Dave and I are going to be uh, calling some uh, games live from Cork and Keg in Castle Rock, Colorado. So whether you're driving through. Uh, from Denver or wherever, if you're here in Castle Rock, go check them out. Uh, we will be there, at least uh, I'll be there, maybe David, next Tuesday night broadcasting from there during this uh, during this uh, next week's show. And again, we are starting our season off now. So we are here every Tuesday night, and then the week before uh, the regular season starts is when we're going to ramp up to our full uh, schedule of all the shows and all the podcasts. In the meantime, Go give us some support. Give us some uh, ratings online. Check out our website. Tons of stuff coming out uh, for all of you this next year because, again, that's why we do this for the fans. Awesome. Okay, I think it's time to sign off. Ayla, David, Jared, thanks for uh, all your support tonight. Good cha- uh, good chatting with you all. Good to be here, Kevin. And go Broncos. As always, go Broncos. Go, go Broncos. Broncos. Take care, everyone. <laughs>